When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the DJ Life Podcast. We got Jason Janai with us. As always. As always, we got Eric over here. Eric Mazingale, the man with glasses, or dude dude with glasses. Yeah, the dude dude with glasses. Dude with the glasses that no one knows. And then the infamous Rick Webb, the YouTube star. Absolutely. Boy genius. Also, like you were just saying, Jason, uh, the, the Christmas light. Uh, Santa Claus of North Carolina now. <laughs> it's I like love it. it's it's I love it. awesome business. It's I mean, cool. Like I was saying to him, so cool. I was like, I'm jealous. I wish I had something that wasn't in the DJ industry in any capacity that was like a side project. You know, like even my automation shit is like, um, it's the DJ industry still. You know, yeah. um, but it, it's it's so weird being in a completely different realm too. Like it's it's like home service related, like and it doesn't matter in terms of age. Like you're you're mostly just targeting for like the people that have the houses you want to do. It's like weird, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it's reoccurring business too. So it's like a completely like we're normally dealing like with one off getting referrals from friends and stuff, and this we're like we're doing them every single year. It's weird. And it's so Christmas. the cool thing about that is too is you get it twice because you get it on the setup, but you also get it on the breakdown as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, you have like the the build and also the strike. Yeah, exactly. And you you build it out, and then you wait a, like a month and a half, and then you strike it all down, and it's yeah, it's crazy. The thing he was saying, and it never crossed my mind. So let's say he's like, oh, you know, I'll set up your lights this Friday. And he's like, oh, we'll do it to demand we can't do it till the following Friday. It's not like a DJ setup. You know what I mean? It's like, you got to be here at four 30 or We're, four o'clock period. You, and you just you give know? them a window. You're like, yeah, we'll be there anywhere from one to three to put your lights up. And then like, like we can show week. up at three and they're like, <laughs> they're still happy as fuck. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. Cause they don't turn them on until Christmas or yeah, whatever. Thanksgiving. So it doesn't really matter. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Anyway, we quoted, we quoted that for my house that the, the dude came here with like an iPad, took a picture of the house, was like, oh, we can put lights up over here, over here on this peak. We got a crane. We can do this and this. And I'm like, a crane? <laughs> That's a little great. See, I just do all mine from Google. Google Google map images and shit and realtor pictures. And like you can measure on Google Maps, like all the distances. And you just call them up like, yo, so we, you want roof lines, all that? Okay, yeah, it's going to be X, Y, Z um, for this and this and this. And they're like, all right, cool. And just send them over an itemized quote. Done. <laughs> yeah. Need to you need to automate that process, Eric. Set him yeah, up a little yeah. formula. Yeah, he, little inquiry. I've been giving him suggestions. He's been doing it himself. Rick is. Rick I got is, it. I got it. It's it's not implemented yet, but it's going to be the follow up system is all going to be in keep, so it's going to be completely automated. Yeah, and yeah. we'll automate yeah. all that and all that shit. But anyways, our what? guest tonight, yes. Jason Janai. Yeah, um, if you don't know Jason. I don't know what you're doing in, on this podcast at all, honestly, Jason. You need is, to stop, go to his YouTube channel, and learn, and then come back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> J- between oh, Jason, Joe Bunn, if you were to call someone famous in our industry, it would be them. Uh, I feel like Jason even takes the cake on that one. So, Jason. Ooh. I mean, it is hopefully, what it is. Joe's not listening. <laughs> uh, yeah. He, you, you know he's not. So oh, it's I know fine. he's not. He literally, he's like, I'm never up to date on what either, any of you guys are doing. <laughs> so, uh, we'll start with some background shit. So, what got you into DJing to begin with? Um, you know, I've, t- I've spoke about this a couple of times, but I- I'll-, I'll be really brief with it. You know, like I was uh, when I was in high school, I was a wrestler and I lived a pretty um, guided life, a very like scheduled life. Mm. And when I turned 18 and I was done with my senior season, I went out to a teen club with a bunch of my friends who were all like into the party scene and all that and i was mesmerized by walking into a place and watching the dj literally control room of like 1500 people and Mm -hmm. there was girls there and it was like crazy and i was just like 
in awe. So I quickly became infatuated with the thought of like using music to control the emotional state of this like insane room. Mm -hmm. That was a giant party. And that was honestly the, the thing that happened that kind of opened my mind up. And then it kind of stayed open for a little while. And then we started to frequent some, um, you know, like 18 to enter club spots and, you know what? Like I just quickly got obsessed. I became obsessed with it and it became like an obsession for me to learn how to become a DJ. And then I made a bunch of friends with different people, different places. I knew a lot of people and, you know, people just started to kind of, I guess, help me out a little bit. Mm -hmm. And before long, I had my own set of tables. I had, I had a Vestex mixer and I was like trying to blend records together. And I just, it never, it never got past that. The private event, industry game actually came to me long after i played in like the club and the bar and kind of the the nightlife scene yeah. um when i was trying to get involved and i was going to college i started to work for a mobile company and i went through like this training program and i was just like this is not for me like i'm not all about doing like that's more into the conga and uh -huh. like pack yeah. the dance floor. you're from and, new jersey like from yeah. the beginning right yeah, yeah yeah and 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 honestly like it just i fell out of love with it very quickly and i was a good dj i was able to blend songs and play and the guy who who had given me like a mobile job i worked for for probably like six months and i was just trying to figure it out and i'm like i just i, I don't click with it it doesn't connect with me i'm not having fun doing it and like at the same time i was playing in other places where i was like i actually enjoyed myself the money wasn't as good but it wasn't bad you know what i mean mm -hmm. and I, I i came away from the private event space entirely for quite some time until i was working in hoboken and a, a bunch of girls that would always follow me around ended up coming in one day and she's like hey i'd like to hire you for my company party and i'm like yo if you want me to do like the macarena with your boss i'm not your guy mm -hmm. and she's like no i want you to do what you do here but there and i can pay you this and it was like 20 times what i was making right that night. yeah it was yeah. like Unreal. it was like stupid yeah. and i was like yeah, I can yeah, do that. I'll you know there. what I mean? And 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 it just it honestly it kind of happened by accident. It wasn't like I feel like a lot of people, you know, kind of like plan to do this mm -hmm. or they, you know, they enter in the business like thinking like, "Oh, I want to have a company one day. I want to do private events. I want to do sweet 16s. I want to do this stuff." Like for me, it was like, "Yeah, I I didn't really have that path. You know, I came into it later." because I felt like there was a void in the industry, especially in my area for like what my friends really were expecting when they were hiring DJs for their weddings and for their parties uh -huh. and what was being delivered in terms of service. Yeah. And I felt like there was just a missing link. And I felt like my, you know, after doing this for a little while and having like a good sense and a good handle of like how to crush a party and how to play for people and just knowing what my friends were looking for and not getting, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I saw an opportunity and that is really like how I started the foundation of what now is SCE. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was kind of like, everyone told me it was going to be like the worst thing I ever did. And this would be a mistake and I'd never be successful. No one would ever want that. No one ever, like you had to do the things that I was not interested in doing. Right. And I was like, I don't know. And well, now I, everyone you know, I told, wants what you have. It's very different. Yeah. You know, uh -huh. I, yeah. I, I bought up, I bought it. I was doing an event for a celebrity client of mine, David Tatera, who's like a celebrity event designer. I've, I've heard of and him. we were, yeah. it was like shooting for like, um, we TV and we were doing this whole thing. And I'm like, I kept on getting crushed by people like, yo, how do I, I heard about you. How can I come to one of your events? I'm like, you can't, unless you like see me play at wherever, you know, uh -huh. And they're like, oh, I heard about you for like my wedding. I want to hire you for my wedding. And I was like, yeah, I can't do that. So like literally this is going back to like 2008. So like time reference here. Mm -hmm. And I remember I went to like Best Buy and I spent $650 on like a ham on a camcorder because I thought of what a better way for me to like show people what I do is to just like record a party and then just to have all this footage. And at that point, YouTube was like starting to happen and like yeah you know like there was all these platforms that were like it was like the beginning of the creator economy i mm -hmm. guess really you know and i was like if i record my 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 parties and i share it like then i could just have people go to this link and they could like watch my videos and then like 
they could see what I do or they could see what it was like. And, and, and honestly, that's like, those are like the steps. I, I did a video today about it and I put it up on my YouTube channel, but that's like really the beginning of how I got into this whole business. Cause yeah. like, you know, like everyone was kind of not about things when I started the way I was doing them at that time. And mm -hmm. I was like, how do I do big production and how do I, you know, bring in track spots and moving heads when they came out and how do I have like a, a proper system, not like two eons on sticks. Like, how do I do this? Like, you know, like, and make it like a legit club in, in a private event setting, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the rest is kind of history, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. Hell yeah. Um, what do you think? Cause like, you know, fast forward 2008. So 14, 14 years later, now you Man, have a dinosaur, dinosaur, <laughs> over here. but so now you have your, your, your staff. I don't even know if you'd call it that, but the SE dudes, um, mm -hmm. cause it's different. It doesn't work. You know, like our, my multi-op, you know, we're very cookie cutter. We're very, you could, you could assume how we operate. SE is just not like that. You know what I mean? Like you, I would say your DJs for the most part are superstars i mean i don't know what the word for it is but they're they're unique each one of them um they they're their own business they're like you know you're nick spinelli and jeff they're they're their own thing um yep even though yep. they're for sce mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. i wonder i just how do you think that you made that happen with sce as a multi-op because you're still a multi-op but it's very it's very simple though. I, I know where you're going. It's like you it's, know it's I mean? a multi-op yeah. mentality. It's 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 actually not I hate multi I hate the word multi op. I feel and, you. and I know I, it's like uh -huh. I knew like you were gonna people, say that without even you know, right. Exactly. Exactly. Like I, I think of like the context of our industry. Usually you have an owner that controls a group of people and they try to make like exact replicas of themselves. They try mm -hmm. to do like carbon copies of themselves. Right. And you know, like somewhere along the training game of telephone, like it starts to drop off. Like mm -hmm. there's only been a handful of people that can really, really do it well. Mike Walter, Joe Bunn, like, and I bet you that they would even say that there are times where like, you know, the training drop doesn't the ball. go as right. planned, right? Like exactly. things just don't line up a certain way. So like for me, like I've always wanted to push the creative bar in different directions. And what I realized when I was building what is now SCE that there was people that were really, really strong at certain things and they lacked other things. So it was, it was like, okay, how do I take rather than have like a consistent product that's kind of like always doing the same shit over and over and over again, uh -huh. like how do I take people and basically have their strengths and how do I use their strengths as an opportunity as opposed to like trying to get them to relearn the Jason Janai way of doing things? Like mm -hmm. we have a lot of overlapping styles, but like I try to represent SCE functions more like a talent agency mm -hmm. that has the protection and, and the processes of a multi-op. Mm -hmm. But like we don't control the creative process because like let's just say like, I'm not like a, I can be an interactive guy. I can, you know, do a lot of hosting, but like, I'm not someone that's going to get out and do like the cha-cha slide with people. Like, I don't even know how the fuck it goes. Right. right. So like, Bro, I but I have someone on my team that would be like <laughs> really good at that stuff. They're like really good at trivia. They're really good at like the interactive game. So mm -hmm. like people want that. And there is a universe of people for that. So like, let me take this this talent option that embraces the same like ideas and goals that I do for the business. Mm -hmm. And how do I make them shine? How do I give them the opportunity to have their own entity, their own brand underneath the protection of this company that I've created? And it's just played well. It allows people to thrive, not just survive. And right. that's like probably the biggest difference, right? Like look at someone like Nick, look at someone like Jeff, like they have been, given an opportunity to have access to leads and 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 to be able to 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 share in the marketing experience and to be part of like these crazy events that if you were a single op it would be like challenging to hit or to get access to because like the some of the bigger things right they want like the status of a company even though they want like the, right. the agility of like a talent performer right. i guess well, that's something about a company so. is also comforting to someone you know uh 
that they're they're coming with a team almost, even if the team's not literally present. Uh, right. They, so they like know... we have 12 performers, but we have like a staff of like 80 people that work at SCE in total with contractors and employees. And right. it's a mixed bag depending on like what the arrangement is that I have with them. Some people are this, some people are that. And like, I don't want to constrict, like I let our talent option as opposed to like most mobiles where they're like, um, okay, I'm going to give you this many jobs a year. Like for me, like one of the first things I do every time I sit with someone that's coming on board to like our team is I'll sit with them and be like, yo, all right, Eric. All right, Rick, you guys are going to roll with us. Cool. Like, where are you good? Let me see some stuff. Like, all right, we'll figure out how we're going to like basically market you. And then, okay, what is your goal? Like, where do you want to be? Do you want to do like 30 events a year? Do you want to do like 200 events a year? Because there's a path to achieve that mm -hmm. in different ways. And just given like, I've done this for a little while, I understand the mechanics of how to market someone differently and how to, mm -hmm. how to basically open up the floodgates or control the floodgates, whether it be with pricing, whether it be with, you know, placement, whether it be with ads, whether it be with just, just you know the influx of things coming in and out of the website you know like it, it's 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 a complicated formula but it's something that over time mm -hmm. i think any any owner of any business is going to understand like the framework for how things are coming into their business do you think uh the invention and take off of TikTok helped you guys uh it basically increase your pricing because I, I i noticed your your price increase i don't know exactly when it happened but sometime in the last two years you know, post COVID, um, I saw your, and I love it by the way, uh, your regional destination and, mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember the third, but you, you know what I mean? Uh, local, you, regional, local, regional destination. Uh, destination. Do destination. you think that, yep. do you think that had anything to do with TikTok? Um, I think it had to do <laughs> for with real. TikTok for, I mean, for, for, for some people, for, for some people, right? Yeah. Like, um, like for, for myself personally, like I've always had this, this ability to be sought out for some of these larger events. Like I played the Super Bowl. I often, you know, before COVID was even a thing, like I would travel and do these like really, really large yeah. profile events well, that are just like, my fucking, you know, my fiance, my fiance has seen you on her Bravo show or whatever, you know? And I was like, oh, that's Jason. I'm working on his whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, what yeah. the fuck? Uh, that's Melissa, is that her name? Consistency and, and, and hard yeah. work. Melissa Gorga, who's uh -huh. like a really good friend of mine and supporter of SCE for a long time. But like TikTok has allowed someone like Nick to really, really not just showcase what he's capable of doing, but it's changed the landscape for him and even for us at SCE in ways that I never even saw coming. Right. I mean, like he went viral when I was traveling to Aruba with Lauren going on a little bit, of, a little bit of a birthday getaway um, earlier this year. And I remember I was like in the airport and he's like bringing my phone. He's like, bro, I think I just went viral. And I'm like, huh? Like, what are you talking about? He's like, I put this video up. It was kind of like a mistake, but I let it go. And like, it's got a million views on it. And I'm like, no shit. I'm like, that's awesome, bro. Send me the link. And I like looked at it. I'm like, oh, it's pretty cool. Like, yeah. okay, cool. Then like eight hours later, I'm on the beach in Aruba. My phone's ringing. He's got like 5 million hits on that same video. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it just was like placement luck. Like, and then Nick has taken that as an opportunity and really, really doubled down. And, and, and I tell you what, like I've always been, humbled by nick's work ethic and that's something that he's from day one coming in and meeting with me to to come on board at sce like he really really had something to to just kind of prove like he just wanted to be part of something that created some opportunities for him and mm -hmm. you know what like he has he deserves everything that he's gotten in yeah. terms of like opportunities because what you maybe have seen is only a small fraction of the work that he's put into bettering himself mm -hmm. and putting himself out there to create opportunities. And now like, I can tell you, like we raised his pricing considerably and he's in no, you know, he doesn't have to worry about like booking events. I mean, oh. like today, I think I got a lead from Luxembourg that wants him. Like, I mean, like yeah. he's, he's well on his way and has really, really, really changed the path of, where he's at in this business and where he's going in this business just mm -hmm. because of of his you know consistent hustle on TikTok. So TikTok has influ influenced everyone but 
out of our whole team, Nick's the one that's really done well. Demand's done well with it, yeah. with certain videos. But there's a lot of our guys that are not even sharing content on the platform, which yeah. is kind of crazy to me. You yeah. Know? Well, you guys are, you know, you're like I said, I'll, I'll use the term superstars, but you're you're your own entities. You're trying to put out your styles and whatnot. It's you, content is king, for, especially for y'all. See, like with us. And I'll, I'll say that we're the cookie cutter. We're the trying to be the same across the board. Content is almost a bad thing because if I have a bride watch DJ Joe Schmo, it doesn't matter, and he does something oh super unique, she's like, I want that at my wedding. I don't know if Joe Schmo number two, other guy, is going to be that same type of shit. And I don't want to sell something that we're not, you know, so... I think that's a that's a that's a great thing that a lot of people struggle with when they're building their company. And I think like one of the things that like I tried to do is reverse engineer the algorithm. So like, how could I put these people in a position to be available in two years from them meeting with someone? Mm -hmm. How do I put them in a position where they're going to be financially secure enough to be in a position to be available, you know, two years out? And like when you're just booking, you know generic jobs or whatever it's and different. you don't have totally the different. financials there it's a different formula right like, well you know pack, if right? joe schmo gets sick well joe schmo too can take his place in a in a day who cares you know the couple's like oh i didn't even realize the other guy was not here that's fine yeah. <laughs> you know that's you true. with you nick spinelli gets sick a couple's gonna be like what the fuck <laughs> you know? like i need nick yeah. spinelli here um you can't just send anyone you know even you they'd be like i wanted nick you know it doesn't yes. matter that you're dope also but you get so you get my point yeah a hundred percent and i think that's like it's a positive and a negative right there's, there's pros and there's cons exposure, 100%. right right yeah. well you guys are starting it at way higher of a price than us it's a totally different like i said we I thoroughly stay in my lane. There is no, you know, someone hits us up and they're like, oh, we want you to do X, Y, Z and have all this crazy shit. I'm like, you need to go to Jason Jana. You're asking the wrong company. Like we're, we're the cookie cutters. We'll do your wedding. We'll do a good job, but we'll do it for the low. But you can't meet your DJ or even know his name until three weeks prior. And we might switch it after that. You know what I mean? That just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, same here, you know, like obviously I, well, I guess now I'm up in New Jersey. We, I would say Jason, but like here I would suggest Rick Webb, you know? Um, yeah, Rick and I are doing an event together next year. I, I was able to reach out to Rick and he's going to support uh, me on a project out that way, which I'm, I'm excited about. Yeah. It's going to be a fun time. What is that? We're just doing the production for him. He's oh. going to be in Charlotte DJ. Oh, what's he's got a wedding. Oh, okay. Oh, it's a wedding. I was gonna ask more details, but I probably don't know it's, shit. It's a it's a wedding with a lot of crazy stuff. That's yeah. that's all you need. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, be fun. It's gonna be, be fun. fun time. Um, well, that's you know, like I like like you said, I know you hate the term multi op, but it's different. It's just. It, it's- it's, it's that's more the like, only it's word more like a it's record the only label word is like the for best it. Way to, yeah it's like an it's a booking agency it's almost. like a record label of high quality talent do all your djs have their own insurance um it depends on the arrangement so, so if they have- work under a contractor arrangement then they have to have a certain level of insurance but then sce as a whole has like a, a yeah, umbrella yeah. policy that protects everyone so you know, some of your DJs are like W two then. So you got sub yeah, and W two. Okay. Oh, that's yep. interesting. I figured everyone was a subcontractor. Okay, that makes no, more sense. No, yeah. So it, it depends, but they're all protected if they're on an SCE event. It doesn't matter if they're a contractor or an employee. They're protected by SCE insurance, especially when you get into like the production level of events, right? Like right. you have to Colts like in New Jersey, that. it's like it's like a one two policy or whatever. Like for us, like we carry like. I think my policy now is a three five policy, so a three million five million uh-huh. five, uh, you know, overall protection policy. Mm-hmm. So like we do that for some of the higher end casino properties where we do production services, yeah, CO two, advanced lighting, you know, rigging stuff. Like there's just certain things you have to have, like certain levels of production, you know, line item specific insurance, you know, mm-hmm. um, coverage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess I guess you probably have 
some dudes who own a hundred percent of their own stuff maybe versus someone who doesn't that plays into your arrangements maybe yeah it all depends right like uh, at at sce i try to inspire people to invest a ton of money into like the best stuff that they can manage and maintain mm -hmm. um at a minimum they need to be able to have like a piece of dj furniture you know like an adequate sound system for the larger rooms that we that we work within mm -hmm. and you know i try to have up lights and maybe four towers right like that's a small system for us and then yeah. there is advanced stuff like the sparks and lighting solutions and 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 photo booths and dancing on the clouds that like sax players someone, and just whatever right all the musicians <laughs> honestly that, that's all managed by the business right yeah. so like yeah that's stuff that like i would own as an sce asset mm -hmm. and we would deploy for event specific needs that like was one thing modding or leak yeah. as episodal lighting and all these different right. things like there's just like levels to it you yeah. know what i mean yeah. i so before we stop talking about sce dude asked uh are you going to branch out to other markets so what's the what's the future what's the 10-year goal for sce it's funny that you i've been i feel like i've been doing a lot of soul searching right and and i'm at the end of like my run i think covid like, did that to everyone by the way right <laughs> Fair, you know everyone yeah and if you think about it like we at sce at one point i think when we redid my site eric like that was the beginning of sce and we postponed like well over 14, 15, 1600 weddings alone, mm -hmm. right? I mean, like we do a massive amount of work and yeah. and that was like when I stopped counting, right? Because like we've had people- Because it just hurt your soul like too that. much. <laughs> I mean, millions of dollars in contracts, yeah. right? And, and I, I look at it and I'm at next, this coming weekend is like my last weekend where I have like three very large events that I'm doing myself, right? Mm -hmm. And then I go back into like a- a, a more manageable calendar one or two events a weekend maybe a club pop up here and there like not like the way one it's been like i mean like new jersey there a are it's a, it's a, it's a different it's world a, new jersey is crazy, so crazy dude when i saw the video what you did 12 weddings in six days or something like that i was like what it was 11 weddings in 13 days and it yeah, was like, yeah, still, yeah, was was like still 12 and 6 like, would be much crazier yeah right? i mean I will it, say. It just that's the level of craziness i was like holy but shit. no so yeah uh so so i'm at this point where i'm like yo what do i really want to do and like i'm i'm really i'm really focused on the phrase i only want to do my best work so mm -hmm. like you know for a long time i was a big volume guy right in 2018 i did like 230 events like myself not even the company like that's what i did and i was doing clubs and conferences and this and that and i can get somewhere before this and i after i played that wedding i want to do a 1230 pop in at this club in this city like I, like that was my life for a long time and now i'm um, i'm really thinking about like where i want to be so like so i think there's a couple different answers to this question That's and fine. It, a lot of it will depend on like who and how I'm, I'm 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 being like asked so like for myself i have a very specific set of goals that i'm looking to kind of like conquer from a business perspective, like we are looking to expand quite a bit because if I can find qualified talent in my area that was really looking to work hard and be consistent, I could give them like a full path in our world because we turn away more opportunities than we can actually do. And that's mm -hmm. crazy because there's so many of us, right? Yeah. So like, I'm looking at things saying like, where do I want to be? I never want to be just like an owner of a business and like sending people out. Like I still want to do work, but I want to do like the work that's going to be creative. That's going to challenge me. That's going to be impressive to look at. That's going to allow me to learn and, and be challenged. Like, I don't want to just do the same thing over and over and over again a million mm -hmm. times. Like I want to just continue to be creative and push the bar with new technology and, and, and just shifting the landscape. I feel like I've spent 15 years of my life trying to inspire couples to think bigger, to dream bigger. I've, I've tried to try to show guests that were attending an event that I was part of that like we're different than anything you've ever seen before. And I'm not saying this is like a, like lip service. Like this is literally how I live my life, you mm -hmm. know? And like, what do we do to like, before I got on with you, I, I was in my office and Jeff was there and he's like going through his camera. Like, like this is like 
when I say like an obsession at like the 10, like everyone's working at how do they become better? How do they do more? Like, how do I, instead of shooting content, just horizontal, how do I make a, you know, an experience where I could shoot all vertical content from now on and like use it, not just for TikTok, but how can I integrate this to my event? Right? Like mm -hmm. everyone's looking to like shift and to evolve. And I think that's, that's what makes like what I do and what we do at SCE very exciting. So you know, in terms of like future, I just want to continue to push the creative bar. I think that's the easiest answer I can give. And just like, what does <laughs> right. that look like? Is that 60 events a year or 150? I don't know yet. Like, goes. it's just, yeah. it's just like, I'm, I'm down to like do the work, but I'm also like down to like spend some time working on like the education stuff, the YouTube stuff, spending time on like my pleasure projects, my radio show, like doing edits again. And like, I'm ready to kind of like, just breathe a little bit and not do what I've been doing for the past two years. I feel like, you know, yeah. 230 events in a year. Jesus Christ. <clears> I don't know. <throat> my busy year, my busiest year as a DJ, I think I did 70, maybe 70 events in a year. And I was dead. I can't even imagine. I'm, st I'm still trying to figure out how you figure how you pulled off the logistics of 11 events in 13 days. With the level of production you guys do. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah we're, we should have like three, me. four I mean, staff like, people in that, ridiculous. like each one. Like, oh, yeah, insane. I usually have two people with me at every one of my parties. I never do an event with just one other person. It's just uh -huh. like if you're going to spend the money and have me there, like yeah. I usually have two people with me to help make it a little bit easier. And when you're running that hard, you have to look at everything that you can do to make your life a little bit better, even if you – maybe don't become as profitable mm -hmm. like you want to make sure that like you're going to be able to get to the end of that little run you know in in the month of august last year i did 27 events in 31 days right like that's insane right uh -huh. like in the month of the, august especially. in august yeah you, you know and, and and like in jersey it's really fucking hot it's like everything is like you know it, it's like full throttle and you know to like a couple's perspective like they don't really care. They're they're hiring you for excellence. They don't care yeah. what you have going on the next day or, or the day before. They mm -hmm. want for well, their day for it to be perfect. So, yeah. you know, like it's pushed me into like the red, you know, and, and I've tried to really like um, I've tried to like really learn how to carefully navigate my boundaries right and you know the boundaries that i've worked within in, over the past two years were not really constructed by me it was a result of the pandemic and yeah. postponements there was a lot of guys at sce that were working way before i was because i was a higher price point than a lot of people and the people that hired me for their events were like yeah i'm like you know a couple hundred thousand dollars into this event and i'm gonna wait until i can have the event underneath the circumstances and the rules that make the most sense for what I want to do. I'm not going to do an event with 50 people or a hundred people. Like I'm not going to yeah. have masks at my party. If you tell me I can't dance, like I'm just going to postpone. Right. And right. I have yeah. postponement still on my calendar till next year. So like, it's not like we're done with it yet. I just know like for me, like the madness of the past two years, like after this coming weekend starts to slow down and I'm so, I'm so excited because <laughs> I feel like everything is going to be just better. You know, like, I grew the YouTube channel out of necessity for myself. It was like a pleasure project because I needed something to kind of like take my mind off of the world I was living in mm -hmm. like day yep. to day, you know, and like escaping to do a video for an hour and editing it myself and throwing it up on the channel was like my way of like working through it. It's kind of like going to therapy without you know, yep. going and talking to somebody, you know? Yeah. You, you got to at the level of how busy we're all at, you have to have some sort of, side project to take your mind whatever that is it might just be watching netflix or something something to take your mind off of it well shit workaholics two, just work though two, two, <laughs> yeah. Two, yeah yeah it's, i get sometimes i'll get a message and you know asking oh what do you think uh, made you take off so quick kind of thing and i'm like obsession that's literally my answer you Working. know what i mean it's just uh if you're obsessed it'll happen if you, you know yeah I just think about it 24-7. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? I can't and stand to be sitting doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, don't get me wrong. I'm no SCE, but like yeah. uh, obsession, definitely, that's that's the move. Um, but in two weeks here, uh, DJC, a, a man oh, yeah. of – talk about a well, man of a million yeah. hats, you know. Uh, are you excited? 
I'm I'm excited for this year. You know, like every year we've tried to like change things a, a bit, and um, every year we've tried to change things a bit. Let me see. I think my headphones just died here. Oh. These are a gift from Krieger. Shout out to Krieger. Shout out to Krieger. You have me? Oh, there you yeah, go. I can hear you. All right, cool. Um, so um, DJC is another like you know project that I'm really excited about. This year, you know, we've changed the game again. Just when people thought we were going to get a little bit comfortable you know like mm -hmm. we we a little bob a little weave a little a little little punch in the gut like a little moving around you know taking the party to nashville we have you know like we joe brian and i who are my partners on the project all have um different things that we're responsible for my my responsibility kind of like overlaps a couple things but my main focus for our our work project is to do the experience stuff from an entertainment perspective. So I'm really excited about the parties we have lined up because we're doing some different things, different people, people that I think a lot of mobile guys have never seen before. And I yeah. think that to me is like, yeah, I'm like, like these are people that are inspirational to me. So like, I hope you all enjoy what we're going to bring for, for these parties. And I'm excited to see it. You I'm know. excited to be there first time. Yeah, this is my second. Yeah. So, like, I've been to three. Like, this will be my third, technically, but one of them was the California one that 25 people went to. You know what I mean? So that it one. was a re retreat. Yeah, yeah like that, retreat that doesn't almost even count. Um, but I went last year in Arizona. I'm going this year. I wasn't going to. I'm excited then, for Nashville. Yeah, well, fresh baby in the mix. I didn't want to leave fiance hanging with the baby, yeah. and then all of yeah. a sudden he like grew up, and so she's she was like, "Oh yeah, go ahead, he's fine," you know. And I all was of like, a sudden he's he's automating his own DJ. exactly. He's got his own thing. I'm like, wait, yeah, he can hold his bottle now, so we're fucking good. <laughs> so I bought one of the uh, you know people who couldn't yep. go's tickets, and uh, so I'm rolling now as of like two weeks ago, mm -hmm. and Sorry. I'm stoked because. Obviously, last year was awesome. Anytime someone asked me, I'm like, honestly, it's not like the other conventions. I can't really, I can't really define that. I can't put my thumb on why necessarily, but like, it's not like fucking Mobile Beat. It's just not not even similar in any capacity. You know, like, I'm just it's like excited. the true players almost, and that's like my best douchiest way to say it. Almost, I was like, everyone there is about is about the business. Is there like they're uh, they're about the grind and the hustle. Yeah, and like they're, you know what I mean. They're they're, they're the people themselves. truly willing to invest in themselves. They're not there for the gear. They're their there company. Yeah, go like, hard. Yeah, and that's the best way I could put it into words. And just that alone equals a good environment. And then on top of that, the the three fucking dogs of the industry are throwing it, so you know it's just got some shit going on. You know what I mean? So. Um, We've tried to put up. There's a lot of thought behind every single thing from the minute people arrive, actually before they even get there, to like literally the experience when they arrive. And you know, uh, I always describe DJC as an experience, not a convention or not a, an expo, because like I've been involved with the larger shows for a, a long period of time, and mm -hmm. I've learned a lot. And you know, this is not to compete with those. This is really an experience that's meant to help people grow in different ways to maybe find their path to maybe build relationships where they can actually walk away and have an opportunity of working with someone or you know it's crazy like how many times i see stories or like posts come out after we end and before the next time of people like legit working together across oh the country. yeah like absolutely I'm bringing this dog in and we're like playing and like all because of this and uh, like it's just like it's so crazy and like you know, we tried to think through what was missing in our industry, and we've really spent a lot of energy trying to cultivate something that was unique and had its own place, but it didn't fit the bill for everyone. Like, if you're just looking to go and, like, go to, like, a showroom floor and see the latest and greatest gear, like, you're not going to find benefit in what we have because we don't even have a show floor. Like, there's no show floor. Like, there's no equipment. Stuff. It's not about that. It's about mm -hmm. more of, like, meeting people that might be on the same path of as you in a different market or maybe trying to get to where you are or maybe that have done what you've done times 10 and putting all these creative minds in a single room and then like how do we take from outside of our industry mm -hmm. and how do we influence you know our industry in a positive way like a lot of dj conventions solely rely on talent from within the industry to speak and inspire and to and to talk and to present for us it's like 
yeah like we might have some people from within the industry speaking but like but that's not, not yeah definitely false, not right? i like, remember the the exciting ones were people that not in the industry in any way i was late to one of these seminars right i was grabbing a coffee or whatever the fuck i was doing and i was going to walk into the door of the seminar and there was a dude in a beanie i thought he was a janitor honestly i literally thought he was like someone just working cleaning cleaning up or something and i walked right past him and i walked in and everyone is silent in the uh auditorium whatever it is room and they turn around and i was it was just me you know and they were like oh and i like i was like oh my god and i like walked backwards you know, close the door and then homeboy walks right past me and everyone lost it. And it was that Jesse, Jesse Itzler. Yes. And I was like, Oh fuck. You know, literally the dude is like the fucking man. And I thought he was a janitor. Like what the hell? It was crazy. You know, what's crazy is like, and this is not a knock in any way to anyone or anything, but like someone like Jesse is someone you listen to because he's, not just been insanely successful in his life. I mean, he 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 created a jet company that he sold to Warren Buffett for billions with a B. Like, yeah, I mean, literally, co-owner of the, the man Hawks. in his every wife, sense of the word. That's, his his yes. wife is super successful. The dude runs like he's just, you know, like a lot of people. You know, they learn from people from within the industry that never really did anything. Like they never. And I don't mean it like, and I don't want it to come off the wrong way, but like, you know, like it's always the same people talking about the same shit, but like they never did anything. Like, what did they do? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. show me, like, you don't have to have a crazy stuffed bank account to be successful, but like, if you're a DJ, do you have like the events that are like the profile events? Did you have you worked on television? Like, what have you done? And like, unfortunately, there's not a lot of that in our world. And I feel like, the DJ industry as a whole has always been looked down on by so many people. Like it's never been taken seriously. And well, I mean, it's a lot of dick measuring. I mean, you can't deny. Well, it's it's a lot lot of of dick measuring, you know, depends on the market, but there's, there's a lot of people working against each other instead of working together to grow better. It's crazy. It's like people should be helping each other and build up and like push people forward as opposed to knocking them down, you know? And I, and I don't want to come off this way. Like, I don't, I don't mean to be like negative towards our industry. Cause I'm grateful for anyone sharing their experiences with like the, the, yeah. the hope of making people better. Right. Yeah. But, like, I mean, yeah, absolutely. It, in most conferences and most situations, you never would have a Jesse Itzler speaking Correct. Mm-hmm. because like they wouldn't 100%. even entertain it because the conference would never pay the money to have them there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. It, it's just different. It's like the motivation has been like by so many is, is like financial and it's like, it's like short minded and I'm not throwing a knock to anyone that does conferences or anyone in our business. But like, you know, if you want to get something out of life, like you don't always have to go from within the industry to be inspired. Like you need to look outside the industry and like take cues from people that have done it Mm -hmm, that are mm -hmm. really, really, really successful and like apply it and adapt it to your world. And like, that's how you grow. That's how you learn. That's how you, you know, you, you, you experience things in a different way. And so many people don't do that. Like they only mm-hmm. stay within this like little box of like you, people, and it and, and it's almost like you're doing yourself a disservice in, in some ways. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You th- uh, with with like Jesse and maybe a couple other speakers. Is that is uh did Brian? What's Brian doing? I because so, if I were to take a guess, I would imagine Brian found Jesse, and and suggested Jesse. For some reason, that just seems up his alley specifically. Yeah. So Brian does primarily the education piece of our experience. Like we all have different between Joe, Brian and I, we all have different relationships with different people. Mm -hmm. So we try to leverage our relationships and things that we have access to people that we have access to. And we try to, you know, we've tried to cultivate, you know, people wanting to be involved to help us do what we're trying to do. And that's Mm -hmm. just like push the educational bar in a very interesting industry. That's really like, that's really what it's all about. Right. Mm-hmm, so yeah. Jesse specifically was actually is and is connected to Brian through one of the programs that he's involved with mm-hmm. and um, getting him, you know, it just happened to be timing. It happened to be like, you know, just we were in the right place at the right time. And we were able to work within, you know, like we were, 
landing the same time he was going to be remotely in the area. Mm. And, you know, like Brian is the one that 100% gets the nod, the pat on the back and really like made that happen. Brian's role in our in our in our three pack is, man, you know, I have so much respect for Brian Bonacici and not just as like a personal friend, but like the dude just he is an insanely hard worker and mm-hmm. he really really cares and if you don't know him you're not following him you you've not like been uh you know ex- exposed to any of his his projects like he's someone that i think a lot of people in our industry could learn from because he's 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 a wealth of knowledge and he's really spent a lot of time creating something in a place that never had something, you yeah. know, like he, his path is like the destination travel, you know, DJ world. I mean, like this dude is ki- like, when I say killing it, I mean like he's killing it and yeah. you, you might not know it if you don't follow him, but like he's, he's got great stories. He's, he's very inspirational. He's very supportive and he's just a know, smart like, fucking dude, you know, like he's a very, very smart yeah. dude. He's, very smart guy. He's honestly, so, you know, I've been to every convention under the sun at this point. Um, far, very few people up on that stage. I'm like, wow, that was really good. I mean, sure, it was inspiring or whatever, but it's not like anything I haven't heard usually. Anytime Brian opens his fucking mouth, I'm like, damn, that really makes me rethink some shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he is. You know, he's got a very unique take on this world. I mean, like, he's worked really hard at building relationships that are like rock solid and you know he's a great dj and he understands and he's got different processes for for preparation than like i do and like you know like we'll shoot the shit back and forth sometimes and i'm like damn dude i didn't even think of that you know what i mean like and i feel like i've done it all and i'm like shit like he he, he still is like continuing to level up and that and that's just a, a you know something that he's he's really good at and joe you know he brings joe brings a whole different side to the art equation and like the three of us are uniquely different and we think differently but like together we work very strong very captain planet like type. Yes. it's just like very like boom 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 like you know like all right this is joe's back go joe you know like all right, right go joe go joe and yeah. then it's like all right this is jenna You're like go jenna go, go and like oh this is brian like brian's got it and like mm-hmm. brian will come back and be like Oh yeah, I spent like night and I created like the whole program and like we approved the artwork and we got the whole thing done. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, wait, what did you do? Like, right. just like, go dude, get her. Like, just crazy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, so I'm shout stoked. out to anyone that's coming. I see a couple comments coming yeah. through of people like going this year. So thank you all. I I I I, I hope that you are ready for an incredible couple of days in Nashville. We're gonna crush everything. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm excited to be there. First time. First time. First timer. We were buying our oh, plane yeah. tickets the other day. I couldn't, um, I couldn't agree more of just like what we're talking about in terms of learning from outside the industry. Um, in terms of like my background in doing engineering and then also like the new ventures in Christmas lights, I've learned so much about like simple things that we see at events that now I know how to do it and how simple it is or just different ways of marketing strategies or um, in general, like business coaching that I started back in May is like opened my mind to like the other people in the industry and how they think about how business works and like different ways to apply it. And I probably learned the most about just growing a business and different ways to do things in the last probably eight months by exploring different industries. Mm -hmm. Because when you're in one industry for so long, I mean, you get to a point where you pretty much know everything that everyone else practically knows in the industry and you got to get creative and go outside the realm or really connect with people that are really pushing boundaries to understand that. Yeah. I will uh, like without trying to toot your horn, but I would say your Christmas light business shows that not necessarily DJ business mind, but just business mind, you know, I'm very Um, strong business mind. That's all I like. So strong, (laughs) but for real, you know, I love it. It's, it's great. I mean, I saw it literally, I think I saw it today. I was like, Oh, I'm like Rick shared our our thing. I'm like, oh cool, let me reshare this. And then like the next story is like, packages are here, and it's like a whole garage full of Christmas lights. I'm like, bro, this dude's killing it. That's awesome. Like, so like for me, I'm someone that's like, I want to be your biggest cheerleader. I want to see you like, I want to mm-hmm. see you do your whole city. Like that's how I am, and I've always been that way. So I think I was like 
parting those stories as I saw it on my Instagram. I'm like, yo, that's awesome, <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And like that's that's just how I roll. And like I I I wish that there was more people within our world that were like like supportive of people that like took chances and like you oh, know yeah. like took a risk and built something and like pushed people up and that's you know it's just something that we as an industry have to eventually address and you know i know i've tried to do my part to to help people and spread positivity and not you know and and, and not be negative on certain things and 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 i hope that you know people one day will all join that kind of train supporting people doing doing big things in whatever it is that they're out to to, to accomplish because th this industry will teach you so much about so many different things to be a dj you have to be good at marketing you have to be good at at, at sales you have to be good at um client connections you have to be right you're it's just relationship management it's like you know like and you can easily apply these principles to so many things in this world that will make you successful and like this Christmas light project, like next year, like I want to see you with 10 employees running these lights, like literally running three markets. Let's go put the challenge out. Let's go, Rick Webb. It's in the works. <laughs> Trust me. This dude's got okay. his board laid out with like the goals on it and the immediate tasks and the... I'm always like, God, I would hate to be you. I'm gonna, Trust I'm me. gonna go Just, feed this baby and chill. Honestly, yeah. I, I take, I think I took a mental break the past year. Um, there's a, there's a lot of people in the background on that Christmas light business. That is not even close to being 100 percent me. <laughs> there's a lot of people pushing that. Well, it has to be. It has yeah. to be for the scale we're going for. Team uh, is everything. Team is everything. Mm -hmm. Team is everything. Hustle grind. 100. I'll do a quick scroll through the chat to see if anyone asked anything. We got like five minutes. We've uh, had a pretty solid chat. You're averaging around 30 to. I think I saw 38 at the highest today. Okay. Solid okay. show okay. out. Yeah, we probably on the live chat. If you guys yeah, are listening I'll to this, answers uh, Andrew's question, Eric. I'll yeah. take that on. You could do what, that. What's he got? All right. Uh, so Andrew said, "Do you have any problems with distrib distribution of money with your higher end DJs versus your lower end DJs?" Uh, no. That's a great question. None. The answer is no. <laughs> Yeah. That's simple. All right. It's that simple. It's Bam. like, done. No. honestly, the rules are the same. It doesn't matter if you make $15,000 an event or you make seven fifty dollars an event. The percentages don't change. And yeah. it's done with intention. In order to get you to the to bigger jobs, there's more work involved. Like, it's quite simple. And, like, I talked about that in my video today that I released. Like, it's one thing that I see so many DJs, like, not doing is – taking a percentage of every job they do and putting it into some kind of bank account to like grow their business. Like mm -hmm. everyone just seems to, okay, let me get this check. I got this check. Okay, cool. I'm going to cash that check Burn over it. my account. Let me go it. buy like, some Evolves. You're never going to grow evolves. if you don't, yeah, buy your white Evolves or your <laughs> white Evox or whatever everyone's throwing online today. Like when you have the percentage taken from, you know 20 events and you're not using your money like another thing is like that pocket of money is like when someone asks you to do that like job for free for exposure like this is how it becomes real real as to what you and how you invest your time like if you if you charge a thousand dollars for that event like it comes out of that pocket to pay you for your time to do that event mm -hmm. and then your decision making process becomes a lot easier and a lot more clear is it really worth doing the event for free when you're taking a thousand dollars out of money that you can allocate towards your business in a different way and like you you, you have to manage it tightly like you have to operate if you want to be a business and you want to be successful whether you're a introduction tier or you're like you know making the most that's out there you have to set yourself up for success and you have to treat your business like a business and like you can't ever lose sight of that that's like it's so big so like there's no there's no qualms because everyone signs up to the same rules whether they're day one or they've been involved for the business for 10 years like mm -hmm. the business the rules are set and and the framework is there no matter who you are and how long myself included the same percentage goes back to the company as as myself the owner of the business who makes whatever i make 
as someone that just came on and is year one in my company. Yep. And it's done yep. with intention because the sky is the limit in terms of yep. what you can do. I will say, work. I will say there. like, cause you know, his question, do you have problems with basically problems with money agreements? So I think anytime someone's going to have a problem with a money agreement is if there was no agreement to begin with, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, that's exactly like that is even for me who yet again, not totally, it may as well be a different business, right? I am a hundred percent transparent before we even ever shook hands on your booked, you know, it's like, this is what you get paid. Here's the pay structure. You're not like, what, why did I make this? There is no, that is not real. You know, you know exactly what you're going to make the second you sign on. Here's real talk every year, January 1st. And you could ask anyone that's ever worked for SCE every year, January 1st, maybe January 2nd. If I had like a crazy new year's Eve wedding, which right. most of the time I do, right. <laughs> Everyone gets an email and it's like, here are the rules of engagement for this year. And like when you sign on to the business, when you sign a contract with me saying that you are going to exclusively represent the SCE flag at private events moving forward, we lay the foundation and like the percentages have never changed. The way we take money has never changed. And I operate my company in a way that everything is on the table because I want you to see how successful we all are. And I want you to see where the money goes because like that will eliminate the question of frustration that a lot of DJs encounter in this business. Mm. People get sour and salty when they think that the owner is taking all that money and putting it in their pocket and driving an Escalade. And like that could be the case in some instances, but Mm. like for me, I never want to operate that way. I want to make sure like, Hey, I make money doing my parties. If I don't work, I'm not making the money. I mean, yeah, I could take from the company bucket and, and do it this way or whatever, but like, the percentages are the same for me as it is for you. And like, in order for us to do what we need to do, right? We have to advertise in so many places. We need to have an office space that costs this much a month. We have to have salaries for the people that support the business. Mm -hmm. And all of that has to get paid from somewhere. And if you're making this much or that much, like the money's on the table and it's clear from day one. And if you don't understand it, don't do a job working for this business because it's in contract. We put it in contract before anyone ever signs up and actually gets a job with us at SCE. Mm -hmm. And I think that practice of keeping it on the table and being like brutally honest and incredibly candid and transparent has eliminated a lot of issues. And don't get me wrong. Like I've had issues in my business where people, you know, come and have gone or promised me they had all this demand and all these people wanted to work them. And then I got nothing. I got people that have come on board and like the way the SCE engine works is it'll chew you up and spit you out. If you're full of shit, (laughs) it's done with intention. And like we've rolled over on some talented, 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 talented DJs because they couldn't hang when they were put like real like in the fire to the fire right. and yep. like you you have to work you ha- in order to thrive which you very easily can do you have to do the work and if you're going to cut corners the process is going to eat you up because like that's the way the machine has been designed to work mm-hmm. you know what i mean and and i think like to answer the question the answer is like no it just it doesn't really happen if it if that's like the culture that we're building then it's probably not a healthy environment for anyone myself included you know like i don't want people involved with a company that are thinking like they're they're going to have disagreements on like percentages of what they're going to get paid like the money is like the easy part of this business yeah. i feel like getting people booked and creating opportunity that's where like people struggle right like the money is like hey if if there's money coming in, everyone's good. Like we're making money today or yesterday I cut my payroll for the last two weeks and it was like six figure payroll, like crazy. And like, you know, I was like, man, this hurts to go out. And then I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like if we made this much money, like we made more money right. than that. You right. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so that's what everybody I was telling wins. you when you complained you know? about your payroll. <laughs> He it's text, just shocking. He texts me complaining about it. He's like, holy crap. I just dished out. I'm like, yeah, but you just, bankrolled so much coming in as the company it's like the company is making great money if you're dishing out that much money it was just a new benchmark and i had never seen that coming out of my own pocket need a bigger bag eric it's just bag yeah yeah i mean i honestly like i'm such a hoarder so whatever it was just like damn you know like one weekend how much like all right um 
I will say what Jason's talking about. It's been a little bit of a struggle communicating openly with my guys because, I mean, they, they it's hard for the. I mean, I throw out the numbers to them all the time. We talk about, like, all the expense we're enduring, but they some of them, it's a little struggle for them to understand that I can't pay you 90% of what I'm charging for you. It's, it's impossible for me to pay you well, that. Well, people that expect... And, People, if they can't understand that, they should work for themselves. And that's, it is what it is, but everyone has to understand. And, and honestly, I'm, I've been brutally honest with a, with a couple of them. Like, I have 40, 50 something weddings on the books for you right now. Like, do you just not want, I mean, I can find someone else for them. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's so, it's so crazy. Like, people don't understand, like, the true cost of, like, operating a business and, like, what things actually cost. And, like, if you, like, I look at SCE and I always think of collaborative marketing. Like, if you just think of the collaborative marketing exposure that everyone is afforded, you know, and take the responsibilities of the office out of the equation and take this and take that and, like, go then go try to get, like, these dollars and cents on your own without the backing of a company. Like, it would be a little bit challenging. I'm not saying it's impossible, but, like, you'd have to do a lot more work than you're doing just managing your own universe. Like, you have to wear all hats yourself. And, like, is it worth that percentage? Because it's going to cost you way more than that percentage, especially in the beginning. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, like, when someone's like, oh, I want 90% of the pay, like that doesn't even make sense. Like you, you would never have a business in order for the business to, in order for there to be an opportunity, the business has to be healthy. And like most people use the benchmark of 50% or 40% in terms of like what the business needs to operationalize yeah. itself and to stay healthy. And mm -hmm. like after COVID, this is an example of like how many people like literally disappeared into the, 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 the vapor, right? Yeah, like they business, just not even entirely. DJ, just right. businesses in general. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm a realtor now. Hey, like, welcome. You know, and <laughs> everyone. It's like, Yo, okay. You I'm know, a realtor like, now. Love that. God. Um, yeah. God. Yeah. Well, uh, let's not, let's not uh, end on a bad note. Yeah. Yo, yeah. Positive. We'll, baby. Uh, positive. Positive. So, 1005, Jason, thank you so much for joining us, dropping the wisdom bombs. Um, the positive is DJ Collective's right around the corner. Yeah. It's yeah. Gonna be I'm going. Insane. If y'all aren't going, we'll y'all i'm going See you so next i'm going to have a blast um but uh Why jason we do one of these over there we should do one of these when we're over that way yeah i feel like we have one scheduled but we don't we're supposed to do one while we're there i think i'm what's, i could be tripping but what's the internet situation in nashville i'm sure it's fine balling it's a balling ass hotel i mean i i know how to get all this gear in in a suitcase <laughs> yeah um well we have some stuff there what uh, oh okay. yeah okay. i mean shit they're throwing a dj conference i would imagine but anyway jason uh where can where can our viewers find you um so i i'm really active i'm trying to stay active on the youtube platform so if you guys are into youtube just search me out jason janai j-a-n-i and uh i'm most active on instagram right now i know it's like an archaic formula and i'm hopeful that like zuckerberg fixes his everything and, and makes it actually work um but uh and jason janai everywhere um so just j-a-n-i search me out i'll, I'll you know I, I am on tiktok but i i'm not i'm not a nick on tiktok i'm i'm still trying to figure out like how and what to post and and, and how to you know put out stuff that's of some kind of value but i spend most of my time on instagram and now on youtube and that's where i put out a lot of stuff i try to share like legit learnings that of things that i've gone through as a, as a dj as a business owner so that people in our industry or in the small business event space can like take from maybe something i share and hopefully avoid a, a pothole avoid an obstacle or deal with something so that they don't have to deal with you know, negative or Absolutely. they learn from something or just to, 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 to better themselves. I mean, I try to share a lot of content and this coming winter, I'm going to have a ton of new, like really good stuff coming up on the channel with, with other people and different things that I've, that I've been working on kind of in my, in my spare time, you know, coming up mm -hmm. to, to the, to the platform. Yeah, so. I would, I would a hundred percent agree. If you are looking for educational content, Jason is knocking it out of the park. He's not doing any like, fluffy gig logs or anything well he's got a few in there but for the yeah. most part it's all like rock solid education and you're pumping out content like no tomorrow i like i commend you because i've been in that grind for so long and i 
I commend you. That's a grind. <laughs> I tell you what, this platform is so humbling. I mean, like I've never had a problem filling a room, a big room, like a big club. I've never had a problem filling people, you know, like growing my Instagram, keeping my Instagram, growing, you know, Facebook when that was a thing. And just in the past, like I've never had such a challenge and this platform and the way it's set up right now, it's so incredibly humbling. And it's like, I have something to prove and I want to do that. And it's like, I just broke 11,000 subscribers, which Let's I know go. that's like a lot in some, it's like a lot for some people, but I'm like, man, I need like another comma in there somehow. Right. I need to like continue yep. to stay at it. And, and I'm really like, I'm really driven to, to hopefully share what I've gone through and the things that I've learned and, and whatever to help people grow. And, and I really appreciate you checking out the channel and, and supporting it and saying kind words, because I, I there's a lot of work in the channel, you know, like, mm -hmm. and I've, I've really spent a lot of time trying to, you know, switch up how I'm delivering stuff and what I'm saying and, and not be like a dick about it, you know, yep. and like really yeah. try to like put content out there that can help people. That's not just good today, but like, it'll be good in three months from now or a year from now that like evergreen, lean on that, mm -hmm. you know, absolutely. Awesome. Well, Jason, it was great having you on here. We'll, we'll all be hanging out at the DJ collective. So make sure you guys check that out. Follow Jason. Um, but anyways, uh, like comment, subscribe, help us get to a thousand subscribers on the DJ life podcast, YouTube channel. And for all you guys listening on all of those sources, be sure to follow us on there as well. But anyways, we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace out.